Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host, live from Las Vegas. Your other host on the East Coast, live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. Josh, how are you? Pritch, I'm doing great. Happy Wednesday, my friend. Another big day in the arena. I'm excited right. to uh, do another show with you, Pritch. This is great. Let's keep it going. Uh, but big day, a lot of MLB. I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, yesterday, the Minnesota Twins uh, here, uh, Pritch. This is a team that was a uh, really sharp move in their favor, got down big. This was our, our gross hazmat play yesterday. Just goes to show you, we've seen some dogs really barking. I think dogs were eight and seven last night, according to Dave Tooley. This is the kind of time right now where uh, it's a little erratic. And if you can lean on some of these sharp dog moves, you know, it took you a Jorge Polanco three-run homer in the ninth to catch that play, but an epic hit there and just uh, goes to show you, hey, keep an eye on this line movement. Don't be, you know, gambler's fallacy into a play. Uh, really take it on its merits. So uh, mm-hmm. nice hit there yesterday with the, anyone who was sweating the twins with me. <laughs> That's right. And then also great information from Josh Towers, who was in studio. Uh, Mad Bum was ridiculous, uh, certainly uh, his matchup going back against his former team. So that was awesome to cash some tickets uh, based on yesterday, uh, Josh. But we get to the NBA because we had some free agency updates here. Kemba Walker uh, is now to the Knicks. Collins returns to the Hawks. Not a surprise right there. They just needed to work out that contract. Uh, but then the Heat. Uh, notable line movement with the Heat because of all these moves that they've had. Um, so certainly this is notable to me. What do you think uh, from 35 to 1 to 25 to 1 in terms of their odds improving? 
Yeah, big movement here toward the Heat. You know, I kind of look at it each day of free agency. We've seen something different. So day one of free agency, uh, again, not as crazy as in years past with big, big name teams and, you know, making moves and big players changing hands. I think, you know, it started off with a little movement there to the Lakers getting mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook and, you know, loading up on all these uh, pricks. If you're 35 or older and you can still score, the, the Lakers <laughs> are going to sign you up, right. just so you know. Uh, but we did see movement toward, toward the Lakers, plus 500 to plus 400. Uh, the Nets are still plus 225. One move I like that the Nets made. And again, this is a chalky play in the big three. It's all about uh, can they stay healthy? It's kind of a, a low number here with not a great payout, but getting Patty Mills, Pritch, I think that was a, a sneaky move. I think it was two years, 12 million to add to that roster. I think that was a good, good move, uh, good pickup there by Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. But just in terms of what we've seen so far, the Heat kind of won day one, getting Kyle Lowry, getting PJ Tucker. I believe Oladipo is coming back as well. So right. we saw that. 35 to one to 25 to one. So I think the heat are, uh, could be, you know, a worthwhile look here as a uh, decent payout here as kind of a, a futures price. Uh, and then, you know, lat yesterday it was the bulls. We saw Pritch. Uh, you know, we were doing our show. We saw the DeMar DeRozan sign and trade mm -hmm. come through. And now that comes on the heels of adding uh, Michael Lombardi's favorite player, Alex Caruso, but also of course, Lonzo ball. So you now have a, a you know, a starting five with the bulls that looks kind of formidable, you know, DeRozan, uh, Lonzo ball, Zach Levine, Vucevic, Williams, Marketing. You have Kobe White off the bench. We did see the Bulls go 100 to, 100 to 1, now to 80 to 1. But here, Pritch, you know what annoys me as a Celtics fan? Uh, we bring back. Uh, we I bring like back how you Ennis circled that today. back to the Celtics real quick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Pritch, this annoys me because we got we gave up Kemba Walker right. pretty much just to, to shed salary, bring back Al Horford. Uh, but then in the Josh Richardson deal, they send out Moses Brown, who was actually a seven foot two player from Oklahoma City. I thought he was on a really low contract for the next four years. I thought the Celtics would hang on to him. But seeing Kemba go to the Knicks, now we see day three of free agency. The Knicks really making a move here. So the Knicks, uh, who were 41 and 31 last year, the four seed, uh, remember they won one of their playoff games earlier than then they got rolled by the Hawks here, mm -hmm. but now you adding Kemba Walker for pretty much the minimum. I would say he's being bought out by Oklahoma city. Don't have to pay much member. UConn star from New York gets to go home. Great story there. You also add Evan Fournier from the Celtics to make it even worse. Pritch. You <laughs> resign Rose. <laughs> exactly. Gibson, Noel Burks. All these guys are coming back. Tibbs is really creating a culture there in New York. So we've seen New York go from a hundred to one to win the NBA title now to 80 to one their odds uh, at DraftKings to win the, uh, the, the Eastern conference. It's now 45 to one to 35 to one. So each day we've seen one team kind of steal the day. Mm -hmm. Again, it was, it was the Lakers at first, then it's the heat. Um, then it's uh then it's the bulls. Now it's the Knicks. So a lot of movement here across the NBA landscape. Right. And the Knicks surprised a lot of people, people last year with that roster. Uh, Randall, if he continues to track the way that he is, that's going to be outstanding, but they added that wing player Fournier though. Uh, that's going to help because they got that outside shooting uh, and maybe the spacing concepts too. Now, Kemba Walker with the knee situation, uh, I don't know how that backcourt is going to operate though because D. Rose uh, is getting up there as well. But the Knicks making some moves right there with some popular names in the NBA, so always exciting right there. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas, your other host, live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh. The National Football League, the Indianapolis Colts, we know the situation with the offensive line. Three members currently uh, injured. A uh, couple of them are going to recover from surgery. They had a quarterback, uh, and Carson Wentz is going to recover from surgery. And here comes Phillip Rivers to save the day, apparently. Phillip Rivers says uh, he has not ruled out a comeback if a team needs a veteran quarterback. He's speaking about the Colts, right? He's not speaking about the Chargers or anybody else. He's speaking about the Colts here. 
Uh, so here you got Philip Rivers to save the day. What do you think about Philip Rivers returning back to the Colts uh, to begin the season? I think, you know, talking about the Colts, really everything's going against them recently. Obviously, with the Carson Wentz news, Frank Reich with the COVID. Uh, then you have the, the injury here to Quentin Nelson, their offensive line. All these different things are, are breaking against you. I think this is a match made in heaven. I think this is perfect. If I was uh, Ballard, the GM of the Colts here, I would call Philip Rivers right now, say one year, 10 million, come on down. I, obviously, you have the familiarity uh, in the system, having played last year, decent year last year, you know, mm -hmm. 24 TDs, 11 interceptions. They make it to the playoffs, pass for over 4,600 yards completion percentage almost 70 percent so rivers had a really good year and i think the benefit is the familiarity he played there last year it's going to be an easy uh easy kind of transition getting back into the nfl and it looked like philip rivers even though kind of like drew Brees, a little bit of a zip on the ball may have dissipated here in recent years but a guy who's a smart veteran quarterback and i think could step in seamlessly so obviously pritch you know we did see this win total really change for the indianapolis colts you know you and i were doing shows weeks ago where the colts were a really trendy team to make a deep playoff run to win their division they were nine and a half win total over minus 130 minus 150 saying hey great roster here good defense Carson Wentz doesn't have to be a gangbuster here they can win by the strength and depth of their team mm -hmm. said hey this is a 10 win team then of course obviously the news here with Wentz it's now down to nine and the under nine is now juiced up minus 130 so uh, I think if you bring back Philip Rivers maybe this is why they didn't want to you know really entertain a, a trade for you know Nick Foles or one of these veteran guys or a Mariota maybe they have Philip Rivers in their back pocket. And if so, I would sign him up right now. Uh, Pritch, I still made my uh, my Titans bet yesterday over nine <laughs> wins. And right. uh, that juice is going up and up. I think that thing may go to to, uh, to nine and a half here. But uh, again, I think if you're a Colts fan, you're, you're saying Philip Rivers, come on down. I think it's the perfect spot to bring him back and be a competitive team that you think and know and, and want to be. Two things. His agent might have got a call. Philip Rivers might have got a call, might have received one. Uh, you have these kind of comments and, and you're ready for it. Uh, that gets interesting to me. Uh, and then what would happen? This is a betting question for you, Josh. What would happen to the spread uh, with that Seattle Seahawks, that opening game week one, uh, if Phillip Rivers were to return to the Colts with this roster? Oh, man, that's a great question here, Pritch. I would say, you know, right now we're looking across the board. I'm actually seeing a lot of books that are now Seattle minus three. I see a minus three and a half. This is the one that's kind of been a bit of a conundrum because, remember, we started uh, Colts minus three at home, got down to two and a half. That was before the injury concerns with right. Wentz. So you said, hey, even with a healthy Wentz, looked like some early money. And again, anyone hitting these these games right now so far away, it's not the public. It's not uh, everybody, you know, already thinking toward week one. These are what I would consider sharp betters who have uh, crunched all the numbers over the year mm -hmm. and are coming into this year from last year, making adjustments with their models and saying, hey, we have this game more as a two-point game maybe. So for that reason, we're going to grab uh, Seattle in the points. Again, time of year where uh, week one, first three weeks, first, first month of the season, we do see dogs win at a higher clip, around 4% higher than around uh, the regular time or the regular season past uh, you know October and beyond but Pritch right now I'm seeing a lot of Seattle minus three three and a half I think if Phil Rivers comes back this gets probably closer down to a pick them okay. and uh, and how how ironic would that be if you split the difference minus three <laughs> you know Colts minus three Seattle Philip Rivers is back he's bringing his uh, his 12 kids Pritch so hopefully the skybox has some room uh, but I would say may maybe a pick them around there if, 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 if uh, Rivers returns yeah he has a suite uh, a built-in suite in this deal for sure for the family uh, the village. <laughs> but no, it's interesting, though, because uh, Ethan, uh, no experience at all. And yet that line is three towards Seattle, depending on where you shop, right? 
Uh, so the impact of Phillip Rivers, who was a playoff uh, caliber quarterback last year, uh, I wonder what that would, uh, what difference that would be. Because you're talking about uh, a team in which the Colts, you can't win the Super Bowl in the first part of the season, first quarter of the season, but you can lose the Super Bowl uh, if you get off to a slow start. And that's what the Colts are facing, even though they have a playoff caliber roster right now. Great point by you, Pritch. And again, if we can throw up that schedule, JJ, you look at the first five games. I mean, they could be looking at without uh, Carson Wentz or if, if Rivers doesn't come in here. I mean, you could be looking at a one and four and zero oh and five. A lot of those early games are really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, you, you know, you became a, a favorite, small favorite to now a small dog, you know, week one against Seattle. So uh, great point by you, Pritch. You know, I think there's a stat, you know, if you start zero oh and two, like it, you're like 85% to miss the playoffs, right. something like that. Maybe it's start zero oh and three. I think it's somewhere around there, but I just think Rivers makes so much sense. Number one, it's not like a Brett Favre thing from years past where, you know, he's in, he's out, he's mowing lawns in Mississippi. And then he comes, I mean, <laughs> it's only been one off season. Technically, you know, uh, Rivers really hasn't, uh, you know, missed a ton of time here. Mm -hmm. And again, as a veteran quarterback, the rules are uh, really, you know, guarded and, and really, you know, uh, tailored toward offensive play and protecting quarterbacks. Rivers is getting up there in age, but Hey, uh, I think he can come back. He knows the familiarity, knows the system. Right. I think it makes it, there should be a, you know what, Pritch, we should ask our friends, the odds makers. Let's put a, let's put a number on Phillip Rivers coming back to uh, coming back to the Colts. I would say, I would say it's a minus 110 both sides, but I'm leaning that he comes back. Yeah, I, you know what? It, it, it would work too, because Carson Wentz would come back, would not have a threat. Uh, he would probably take over to be the starting quarterback, but yet perhaps he give your chance, your, yourselves a chance to win and compete with a veteran quarterback like Phillip Rivers, as opposed to a rookie or essentially a guy who hasn't really played or hasn't played at all in Easton. So, uh, it makes a lot of sense. We'll see what the Colts do right there. Uh, I want to get to some injury-related news here, Josh. Two receivers uh, expected to have big impacts where the teams, they, they have injuries right now. So Tyreek Hill, he has knee tendonitis, uh, which, okay, you use a rice method for that, rest, ice, compression, elevation. He'll be all right. Uh, but the Kenny Galladay, though, with the hamstring issue, he had that hamstring issue last year. Uh, he grabbed the back of his leg. That's never a good sign when you see a receiver uh, grab during a hamstring in practice. Yeah, it really is never a good sign here, Pritch. And this is a guy who I think you and I, uh, if you listen to this show, I think we have perfect sides of, of both of the coin with Galladay. I think you're a big Galladay fan, and I, I feel like when you played fantasy, you had a career year. I'm a Galladay, maybe uh, maybe a little bit questionable with Galladay. Okay, because, you're on the fence uh, with Galladay. Me, <laughs> exactly. I'm on the fence, and also just Pritch, soft tissue injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but that tells me, are you training during the offseason? Are you stretching? Are you taking care of your body? Just these nagging soft tissue issues to me, these can be cleaned up if, if you're kind of taking care of your body throughout the course of the year and focusing on stretching and these certain things. So, the, and hamstrings too, Pritch, uh, I'm sure you probably dealt with it. Um, you know, I only pull hamstring when I'm walking from, uh, you know, the fridge to the, to the couch here. I'm not an athlete, but uh, it seems to me these are things that can linger and mm -hmm. really, you know, you can you can re-aggravate them very quickly here. So, you know, looking at Galladay, 1,000.5 uh, receiving yards, I, I've got to lean under there at this point, Pritch. You know, the, the, the uh, touchdown is five and a half. I could see him maybe not having as many yards, but being a good red zone target, right. maybe limited games. He can still catch his six touchdowns, but the thousand and a half receiving yards. Uh, again, I kind of liken it to Saquon Barkley. Once you have are trying to overcome these injuries, you get off to a bad start. It's kind of like this kind of like snowball and in, in, back in the wrong direction, which can uh, kind of really, really dissipate uh, your outlook on the year and put you behind the eight ball to begin with. So I'm leaning under with Galladay, but what do you think, Chris? Does this scare you? And really what's the deal with hamstrings and soft tissue injuries? Is, is that really about taking care of yourself? That's just what I've heard. Chris. It can be. Um, I think once 
once you start to have hamstring issues, you always are going to have hamstring issues. It doesn't matter what type of shape you get into. I was fortunate enough to never have that hamstring situation, Josh, so I never really had to worry about that. Uh, I, I knew guys who never worked out who could run like the wind uh, and never pulled a hamstring. Then I knew guys that could run like the wind and always worked out, and uh, they pulled their hamstring all the time. So uh, it's just one of those freakish events out there, unfortunate for Galladay, though, because uh, the Giants are looking for him to have an impact on the season. And then Tyreek Hill, I think he's de- dealt with tendonitis for a while, 1,300 and a half receiving yards. I-, I think I'm okay with that still. I think I'm okay with that still too, Pritch. You know, my only concern, you know, looking at last year, he had 1,276 yards, 15 touchdowns. This is a guy, you know, uh, first two years he had six and then seven. Mm-hmm. Then he had 12, seven, and 15. So that touchdowns, uh, you know, over 10 and a half, can he get you 11? That seems doable to me. You know, my only concern with uh, with the receiving yards, Pritch, 1,300 and a half. Again, you're getting the extra game, and he was only, you know, what, 26 yards short of breaking that last year. Uh, is the tendonitis, is the knee issue, is it something that's going to have to be managed throughout the year? You know, he's really only gone over this number one time in his career that was his third year he had 1,479 yards so uh, I also wonder you know trying to win games and obviously the Chiefs uh, are trying to avoid that Super Bowl hangover but um, you know is it that sort of thing where they're kind of pacing themselves throughout the year right uh, I just wanted to make sure like we get to the end of the season we want to be healthy you know we, 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 we can beat the Raiders by 20 or beat them by 40 you know no offense to the Raiders that maybe they're a bad example but do you run up these scores or are you caught are you more cautious throughout the year uh, with a lot of these uh, important players health in mind because you know you know, I think you're going to get a ton of Tyreek Hill over bets, receiving yards and touchdowns. You're going to get a ton of Kelsey overs. You're going to get a ton of Mahomes. These are the big players that a lot of public betters gravitate to and want to root for each and every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my concern is at that high number, can he can he go over? Yeah, uh, but I would just say, hey, how is he going to be used throughout the year? Are they going to be a little more careful knowing that, hey, it's more important that we have a healthy Tyreek Hill for the playoffs uh, than in you know week seven against you know the Jaguars, something like that. Right, Josh, in some circles, tendonitis means vet day, though. Just want to put that out there. Like if you want a vet day, uh, Coach, I got tendonitis today. Can't go today. <laughs> Just in some circles, that's happened before. I like that. Well, what's a vet day, Pritch? You, you get to hang out. You go in the ice, uh, you know, in the ice, ice bucket. Yeah. Or what yeah. do you do? What do you work on? You get on? rest, ice, compression, and elevation. That's what you get right there. And you get a break. Uh, and, and it's fascinating because there no, there's no longer two-a-days, right? And so uh, I'm like, why do these players need a break these days? They get a break. They only have one practice a day. Um, but yet, yeah, tendon, tendonitis, uh, it can be an issue at times, not a big one. Uh, but certainly if you want a day off, you just let your coach know you got tendonitis that day it's, or it's flared up. Perfect. Exactly. And I think a lot of these, you know, NFL players, I think they pride themselves in Pritch. You know, this is, you know, availability being there. But uh, again, when you're younger, you know, you don't really need these off days when you get older and, you, right. you know, you want to make sure that you're ready to go for the next week. Uh, I think this becomes important. So uh, again, maybe Tyree kill gets a little extra rest. Maybe that's a way to maybe offset some of these tendonitis issues. Yeah, absolutely. So Josh, I'm looking through the book, the everything guide to sports betting. Highly <laughs> recommend that to everybody because I want to brush up on my betting this uh, football season. Uh, So look at this. Coaches who play to win in the preseason. This is a great graphic here. Um, Ravens coach John Harbaugh on 17-game win streak, 15-1-1 ATS since 2016. So as we approach preseason, I mean, are you you looking at data like this in terms of trying to cash some tickets uh, during the preseason? 
I absolutely am. And I think this is some great information to to lean on here. And we had our new VEASAN points for the weekly magazine that came out today, which uh, brushes up on a lot of tips and strategies for betting the preseason. So, Pritchard, we take a step back. Uh, I always got any any kind of conversation about preseason NFL betting. I got to preface it by saying, to me, you got to be in one of two camps. Either you're in the camp of this is preseason. They're not trying to win. Crazy things happen. A lot of backups. Uh, I'm not going to touch it, which I think is fine. Uh, because again, you know, you don't want you want to make sure you're you're comfortable with your bet and getting down in a situation that you feel you have an edge. If you feel like the NFL preseason is a crapshoot and there's no value to be had, then I would recommend you don't bet it. I think there's a lot of people who bypass preseason entirely and just use that time to uh, you know continue to cap their games, look at week one, look mm-hmm. at win totals, look at props, stuff like that. So that's really camp A. Camp B is, hey, we want action. We're sports betters. If there's an NFL football game tomorrow night, I want to look at the data and I want to get down on the game if I perceive value to be there. So in that situation, you know, one thing is coaches. This is something that someone showed me a long time ago, you know, looking at the, the preseason. It's the way the coaches treat the games. You have uh, some coaches, you know, like like guys who, uh, you know, continuously go to the playoffs every year. They don't really care about preseason. A great example, you know, uh, yesterday that we, that we talked about on the show was that, you know, the Peyton Manning days with the Colts. They'd go 0-4 in the preseason every year. It wouldn't matter. They're just trying to get through it healthy and be okay for the regular season. Then you have these coaches who want to instill a culture and really want to have that winning mentality all season long. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a competitive guy, Pritch, you know, you and I could be competitive playing a game of checkers. It doesn't matter. You know, you want to win every time in any competitive situation. That's a guy like Jim Har- uh, John Harbaugh with the Ravens. 17-game win streak, 15-1-1 ATS. Zimmer the same way, 20-5 and in the preseason. A good example of a guy who doesn't care too much, Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a guy that's, you know, won a Super Bowl uh, pretty much every year. He's got his work cut out for him this year with no more Drew Brees. But uh, a guy, uh, 7 and 14, his last 21 postseason, uh, preseason games. So I think leaning on coaches, leaning on line moves. Also uh, leaning on, I would say, um, you know, a lot of Twitter. And we, we joked about Pritch, you know, during the NBA season, we had our 6 p.m. rule, you know, don't bet on games until we know who's in and who's out <laughs> right. through load management and all these issues. I would say don't bet on these preseason games unless you get a quote or a local beat reporter or someone telling you that, hey, we talked to Belichick and he's going to rest all his starters today. Or, uh, hey, we talked to, uh, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin and he's going to play everybody the first, you know, two quarters. This info is out there, but you got to do your homework to figure it out looking at backups. Uh, another thing is like, you know, a new rookie uh, coach or quarterback, you know, they may play a little bit more into these games uh, with the first team starters to really set their foundation down. So all these things are available to you. You have to decide is it better. Am I going to bypass and use my time in another direction or am I going to bet, bet it? And if so, you want to check off all these boxes and make the most informed decision that you possibly can based on where you want to get down total spread uh, money line either way. Always appreciate the insight right there, Josh. Certainly with the preseason too, you got so many uh, different types of opportunities opportunities, whether it's Harbaugh or Peyton or Zimmer, uh, 20 and five, the preseason record. Uh, certainly, I think the Vikings off to a, a slow start, too, with the quarterback situation. <laughs> that one gets inter- interesting to me uh, with the Vikings and how they approach preseason. And then also these new head coaches, Campbell, Cully, uh, Meyer, Sala, uh, Sirianni, Smith and Staley. I mean, all these guys, I mean, all those coaches right there trying to set that foundation that, that you just mentioned. 
Yeah, I think that's important. Lean on coaches. We keep stressing it because it's so important. But, you know, on the one hand, it's like, you know, I want to bet against new rookie coaches, quarterbacks mm-hmm. for win totals on this, the, the entire season. But for these preseason games, they take them very more ser- much more seriously because they have something to prove here, Pritch. They want to get off on the right foot. So maybe they're, they're starters and, and, you know, first team players, first team reps. They play longer into the game. That's something you want to lean on and not bet against. Absolutely. Always love those insights right there, Josh Applebaum. Speaking of the right foot, it seems like uh, Team USA is on the right foot. Uh, Can they continue? The odds have changed. They've shifted. We'll go over Team USA basketball coming up next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.
Football season is right around the corner, so it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, Team USA uh, goes up against Australia. Uh, We got France versus Slovenia as well. So, odds to win the gold. Uh, went from minus 200 to minus 400 for Team USA. Uh, the uh, line movement, too, here in this game against Australia, minus 12 and a half now for Team USA. Yeah, so first off, for this next upcoming game here, which I believe is Friday morning, 1240 <laughs> Eastern time. So, Pritch, it'll be, a, it'll be a thirsty Thursday, a late night for me. I'm excited for this one. Right. But uh, already moved to USA, minus 11 and a half, up to 12 and a half for the game. But really, a lot of our, us are, are really focused on uh, winning the gold and the odds here. And hopefully, people have been listening to our breakdowns here at Beeson, talking about buying low on Team USA. I feel like we've been banging, uh, banging the drum here, Pritch, mm-hmm. for quite a while. We haven't cashed it yet, but I think we identified the right time to get down on Team USA because, remember, they opened minus a thousand they lose those three games early the sky is falling team usa looks terrible they can't possibly win it uh however when they got down to minus 200 that was the time to hit them i would uh prior to their previous game here because um really it was a buy low opportunity you know when you when you open minus a thousand the odds makers are telling you hey this is this is the favorite this is the best team they're expected to win doesn't mean that they will but when you can get down to minus 200 and it's not like um you know pritch they they were looking terrible they had those rough starts there where they had to get acclimated to each other other. And this isn't like betting, you know, a regular, you know, January game from between the Hawks and, and the Bulls. You know, this is a team where uh, they had to really kind of get to know each other. They had reinforcements there from uh, obviously the NBA finals, getting Devin Booker and Middleton and holiday uh, and really adjusting to the new rules and, and knowing each other better and, and going through those losses together and learning from them. So uh, at this point, minus 400, I don't know if I can recommend betting a minus 400 right now. It was kind of a situation where, uh, Hey, you really wanted that minus two to get that bottom out number mm-hmm. at minus 400 now Pritch you know you could say hey you know they're favored by 11 and a half versus Australia if they win that game that minus 400 is minus 700 so you can imagine that if they win it'll go back up which at that point you could say kind of has value to me the 200 is the number that you wanted and I think if you're late to the party the only other option I see on the board Pritch is betting Slovenia plus 500 because Slovenia uh, has been a huge market mover. I feel like they open around plus 2000 all the way down to plus 500 right now. And of course, if you're betting these things, look at the bracket because we have France playing Slovenia uh, tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. then we have the United States against Australia. So if this thing goes the way we think it will, Slovenia and team USA will meet up in the gold medal game. And if you get Slovenia plus 500 now, then they beat France in the championship game. You know, that plus 500 maybe is down to plus 200, a better number there. So could create a hedging opportunity later. So you would have loved to get team USA minus 200. To me, your only other spot here would be Slovenia. And either they win and upset the US in the gold medal game, or you can hedge that uh, that that spot there, that plus 500 in the gold medal. Yeah, game. I was about to ask you about that too. Like, so if you were inclined to back Team USA minus 200, certainly uh, protect yourself a little bit. The hedging opportunity with Slovenia right now plus 500. But uh, I think for betters who do not have a ticket right now, Josh, <laughs> and if you are inclined to go against Team USA, uh, Slovenia is the play. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing from you. 
Yeah, I think that's the play here, Pritch. I mean, you can just tell just from the odds here to win the gold. USA is the favorite, minus 400. Mm-hmm. Who has the next best odds? Slovenia here at plus 500. This is a team with Luka Doncic, obviously, right. who, uh, you know, he just looks unbelievable right now, Pritch, <laughs> if you're does. watching him. <laughs> it's almost like he likes the international game or plays, but like, how good is he in the NBA? Unbelievable. He's even better with the international rules and that kind of style of play. So maybe that's an advantage there. So to me, Pritch, Slovenia is on the other side of the bracket. They're on a collision course with Team USA. Doncic versus Durant. I can't wait for that. To me, the only play left will be Slovenia plus 500. Okay, we, we got a Major League Baseball game starting this hour. Are you in on it? It's Padres and Athletics. Uh, Musgrove uh, and Montez on the bump. Yeah, so Pritch, uh, only, what, seven minutes left for this game yeah. until it starts? I'm on uh, I'm on Oakland here. I took okay. a shot on Oakland. You know, the funny thing is Oakland had a move last night. I think they're like minus 140 up to like minus 160. Uh, it didn't come through. But today, Pritch, split ticket count, slightly in San Diego. The A's have gone from like minus 110 to minus 120. Favorite low total, interleague line move. Give me the A's here. I'm sweating Oakland around minus 120. Yeah, we'll get to more baseball with Adam Burke. Uh, he's going to be on the program a little bit later on in the program. Just want to get that game in there before it's starts as well but we're going to get to college football josh as a player uh a casual better i thought i kind of knew a lot but i'm finding out i'm needing to learn more and more especially with this college football betting guide so much information uh college football coming up next Everybody, the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, uh, Josh, again, $20 for a guide that's jam-packed with great information. Steve Mackinnon. Uh, for instance, has stability score breakdowns for a lot of teams uh, that have that continuity aspect to them, head coach, uh, assistant coaches, quarterbacks, right? And uh, so they have a score in this guide for stability. Uh, And there's schools, there's about 12 schools, FBS schools, with perfect stability scores. So I want to go over that with you because historically, um, maybe they do better to start the season because of that aspect. What do you think? Yeah, I think really Steve Mackinnon, this is brilliant. This is something that I put a lot of stock into. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you're betting on sports, you got to have some sort of method to the madness. So Pritch, you know me by now, you know, my method is I'm not a pro handicapper. I'm not setting my own lines. I'm betting based on market analysis. I'm trying to be uh, against the public with the house, with the pros and beat the closing line and then just grind that flat betting long term. Um, So here, what really what Steve is doing kind of piggybacks what we talked about with Kenny White yesterday, stability. It's so Mm -hmm. important in all sports that you're 
you're going to bet on. But especially in college, these are younger players. There's uh, there's a lot of turnover with recruiting. And I think the point that Kenny White made yesterday is, you know, he's got a three-prong approach. You want to have uh, the same coach, same head coach, and he's been there at least three years. You want to return the same starting quarterback, and you want to return at least eight or nine starters on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. So this kind of lines up perfectly uh, exactly what Steve's doing. And Steve uh, is really the go-to guy at Visa when it comes to power ratings and, and you know, putting them side by side and coming up with what a rough uh, spread should be. So uh, Steve approaches it in a really, really smart way. You know, the one that caught my eye, Pritch, just right off the bat, East Carolina at Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, App State is a team that uh, kind of in that smaller conference, they get a lot of, you know, you, you just kind of imagine App State every year being in, you know, the title game. And they're the kind of one of the, a big fish in a small pond, it feels like, that kind of gets a lot of public betting and a lot of public love. But ECU, I know it's early, but they are uh, one of the highest graded teams in Steve Mackinnon's uh, stability ratings here. And, I, and what I'm doing is now looking at Steve's stuff and then what the line movement is doing for these okay. games. If it's going toward Steve's stability rating team, then that's a good thing in my eyes. So at this point here, Pritch, App State opened uh, minus 12. I'm seeing a lot of 12s out there, but I'm seeing a couple 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. I even saw a 12 and a half that was down to 12, some 12s down to 11 and a half. So it's really not a key number wise, you know, a, a three, a six, a seven, a 10, a, you know, 14, a 13, something like that. But it's just notable to me that ECU is a team with a lot of stability. They're getting a lot of points public again, week one NFL college. You're, you're going to bet on a lot of home favorites. Just lay the chalk on these home teams. I think that could be a sneaky play ECU getting 12, especially if that comes down to 11 and a half across the board. So, that was the first one that caught my eye, Pritch. I really love this information. Uh, it's in again, once again, it's in the college uh, betting guide. It's nineteen dollars ninety nine cents. Uh, because here's why: that first one, Akron, uh, they're catching thirty six points against Auburn, right? So, as a casual better uh, and you know, a guy who played the game, whatever, uh, I would have looked at some data this way. So, I'm looking at Akron, and last year they scored seventeen points a game, which was one hundred twenty first out of one hundred twenty eight, right? Uh, and then they allowed. 41 points a game, which is 124th out of 128. But with the stability rating, and it's a perfect score here, I mean, they might be inclined to cover that number there, minus 36 or the plus 36 here uh, against Auburn. Yeah, Pritch, I'm right there with you. My only concern is the name of the team, Akron. Again, this is like <laughs> me letting my own like bias right. and perceptions fall into here because, and again, that's something you don't want to do, but we're all human. And I, I My only thing would be, yes, you, you have this perfect returning score, uh, but what if you're really bad to start with? Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe you're a little Akron's bit better. Really bad. <laughs> and they are, and I, and I would say, too bad Michael Lombardi, uh, we don't have him on the show right now because I remember my first year at VEASAN, uh, we went through a year where every single Saturday we would do Lombardi line, and I would say, Akron's really sharp. No one's betting him, but the line moved, you know, a point in their direction mm-hmm. and they would get blown out every time. And Michael Lombardi would just be like, Akron, 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 just bet against them. I, I want to say they were like one in 12 ATS that year. I think they were bad last year too, but uh, I just have PTSD when it comes to Akron. But I think the overall uh, premise here is, is definitely meaningful. Uh, I would mention just to Auburn, you know, some of these books are 36 and a half now, 36 up to 36 and a half. So I told you, I want the line in my favor. If you really trust your numbers, you can kind of say, hey, I'm getting a better number that kind of tells me you're taking in some action, which I don't love going directly against uh, a line move here. But maybe you're getting an inflated line where if you really trust this data, hey, we're getting an extra half point, maybe based on just public perception, public bias. Did you see that one with Cal is minus three and a half against Nevada? Uh, Cal at home minus three and a half right there. I mean, that's a tight spread. Mount West versus Pac-12. 
Yeah, that's definitely an interesting one there. And we know Nevada, the Wolfpack, uh, bringing back a lot of their their starters. I think it's Carson Strong, right, Pritch, that uh, that quarterback there. Yeah, so. air raid offense. And they got a perfect stability uh, score right now, too, from this so that could, betting guy. That could really intrigue me, Pritch, the more I look at it. Because I'm looking at it now. You're on three and a half there with that game mm-hmm. uh, with Nevada and California. And that would uh, match one system that I really like, short road dogs in college football. If you look at short road dogs that I think are, I want to say are four or less, uh, they cover at around a 54% clip because public will want to take that short home favorite saying small number, three and a half Cal, they can easily cover that. We got to remember if you're a home favorite of minus three, typically you're getting three points for, uh, for home field advantage. That means on a neutral court or neutral site field, you're kind of even. So if you're actually getting the points, getting the hook, that's meaningful. So in Nevada, that that's actually on the list, Pritch. I'm glad you brought it up. My big thing right now is it's at three and a half what you want to do is grab the hook three and a half if you want to play this spot and then really see it fall to three because you want um, a a signal that the hook's getting scooped up and it's coming down to that key number. And then again, three-point game, you might cash with the hook. These are the little things you want to keep an eye out for, especially around key numbers. Right. How about the stability scores, though, for the Mountain West Conference? I mean, you got San Jose State on this list. Um, You got Nevada and Fresno State as well. So uh, out of all the teams, just 12 FBS schools, with a perfect stability score, three of them are out of the uh, Mountain West Conference. Yeah, really intriguing there. A conference that maybe sometimes gets overlooked, but again, a bet in the SEC cashes the same as mm-hmm. a, a you know as a as a MAC bet, any kind of bet. Mountain West, Pritch, you mentioned San Jose State just real quick. That could be worth a look. USC is going to get a lot of attention there at home. Keaton Slovis, we talked about, but that thing was minus 16 and a half USC. Some books are down to 16, so that's a little movement toward our stability uh, team there with San Jose State. Yeah, I love this. Uh, 2021 college football betting guide is out. $19.99. Uh, just jammed loaded with great information right there uh adam burke's gonna come on to the program we got a lot of games in major league baseball we're cashing tickets left and right let's see if we can keep it going adam burke sports betting analyst coming up next right here on vsin the sports betting network I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. BetMGM is offering new customers an opportunity to turn a $1 wager on the Dodgers or Astros into 100. If either team hits the home run, just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders. Daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum are with you today. So is Adam Burke, sports betting analyst. Uh, Adam, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Um, this NL Cy Young, though, uh, this is kind of interesting because of uh, DeGrom, who was a runaway favorite early on, certainly. Uh, the injury concern, he's probably not going to get enough games in. Uh, Bueller gets roughed up yesterday. so But he leaves this list now, plus 300. You got Wheeler on this list. Uh, plus 375, Burns at plus 400, Gossman as well as plus 400. So where are you right now when it comes to the NL Cy Young? Well, the one place I'm at is, you know, I think this was something that we had to plan for, something we had to count for because Jacob DeGrom really hasn't been healthy all season long. And you had an opportunity to get guys like Brandon Woodruff, guys like Kevin Gaussman in that 12 to 1, 15 to 1 range. Now, obviously, you know, you're paying around 4 to 1 for all of those. So you're getting about 4 to 1 for all those guys there. And I think it's really challenging because Zach Wheeler probably ends up leading the league in strikeouts. Walker Bueller probably leads the league in wins and ERA, but you're going to have Corbin Burns who's going to lead in things like FIP and some of the other advanced metrics that are out there. So I don't know where this really falls. I mean, the Brewers are going to win their division and you know that being on a successful team generally helps with these player awards. We don't know if the Phillies are going to get in the playoffs. So I think right now I would probably shy away from Zach Wheeler even though his numbers are the best, even though his F war is the highest of that group, some people kind of view that and vote on it as a team award, you know, where you need, you know, team success to be a player that wins this kind of thing. So 
right now, I think it's really, really tough. I like Brandon Woodruff a lot because I think Brandon Woodruff has the most staying power. He's been more of a workhorse type of guy than some of those other guys. Now it almost becomes a war of attrition of who stays healthy and who hangs around long enough to keep putting up numbers without having innings limits or anything like that. And I think a guy like Corbin Burns could have his his innings limited as the Brewers look for bigger goals in the playoffs. Adam, it's great to talk MLB with you once again. We got a huge slate today, and I want to throw a game at you, the Mets and the Marlins. I think one that you're looking at here, uh, you know, we've noticed so far is that the Marlins, uh, two huge wins to start the series. They won 6-3. They won 5-4. They were a plus-145 dog. They're a plus-165 dog. I feel like in baseball the last couple days, dogs have really been barking here. So uh, what's your take on this game? Carrasco is back on the bump. Remember, he's coming back from that torn hamstring. Uh, He went four innings, one run, and a 6-2 loss in his return against Cincinnati. Uh, but Adam, what I'm seeing here is everyone saying, hey, the Mets, they got to bounce back and win. They're a good team. But they open like minus 160. They're down to minus 150. Could you be intrigued by a Marlins play here? Kind of a gambler's fallacy. Continue to back this team that people think has to lose tonight because they're not as good as the Mets. Yeah, I do like the Marlins a little bit tonight. And and I think it's a really interesting type of game because you've got Carlos Carrasco who threw 58 pitches over four innings last time out. He'll probably throw somewhere in the realm of 65, maybe 70 in tonight's game. So it'll be another four innings for him, and then he'll leave it to the bullpen. You know, Zach Thompson's pitched really well for the Marlins, 233 ERA in his eight starts, pretty good FIP as well. And the Marlins have, for most of the season, had a top five bullpen. And that includes of late here, especially in the ERA department. They've got a lower ERA. They've got a lower FIP in terms of bullpens than the Mets do. If Carrasco is not going to be that big of a factor and more than half of the outs in this game will have to come from the Mets bullpen, then I think taking the Marlins in that plus 135, plus 140 range is actually a pretty good idea. And I do look to do this quite a bit in games where I think it will come down to a bullpen battle and I can take the better bullpen at plus money. It's something we used to be able to do with the Brewers a lot, not so much anymore. But I think that's something you want to look for. If the starters are going to cancel out, or the favored starter is not going to work that deep into the game, and you can get a plus money price on the better bullpen or on the side opposite that starter, I think it's generally worth taking a look at, and I think that's the case here tonight with the Marlins against the Mets. Adam, I was a huge fan growing up uh, of the Braves, uh, then became a fan of, a state of fan, actually, of the Braves when I played out in Atlanta with the Falcons because they were loaded. Uh, they only won one World Series, though. Um they, they have a chance in this division, so I cashed a ticket on them yesterday. I love the pitching matchup. Uh, Braves-Cardinals going at it again. Uh, the Cardinals at home, 103. Nine's a total in this matchup. What do you think? Well, of course you referenced the Braves World Series that they won over my Indians. So, you know, <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you for that. Um, you know, it, it's ridiculous how often it comes up. Some kind of bad beat story about my Cleveland team that benefited somebody else and you know, kind of is what it is. Um, but in this particular game here, I mean, I, I don't understand why this line is in that coin flip range. I mean, yeah. Drew Smiley over his last 10 starts, 308 ERA, FIP under four, 46 strikeouts and 49 and two thirds. He's only given up five home runs. He's going to a ballpark that really suppresses offense. Drew Smiley has been pitching really well of late, and the market's been betting against him, maybe not expecting it to continue. But we know that Jay Happ is bad. I mean, this was a trade that nobody really understood at the trade deadline. I know I certainly did it. Right-handed batters are slugging 582 against him. He's given up almost a 400 weighted on base average to right-handed batters, 20 of 21 home runs. And the Braves should be able to throw seven of them at him in tonight's lineup with the guy who's not right-handed being Freddie Freeman, who's a pretty good hitter against everybody. So 
I think it's the Braves tonight. I, I don't understand why this is a coin flip line when we've seen Drew Smiley pitch really well of late and Jay Happ not. I mean, maybe you want to take the first five just to be safe with Atlanta, but I think the Braves do win this game tonight. Adam, we talked a little bit ago, uh, you know, about uh, Cy Young odds in the NL. I want to talk to you about the National League MVP. I'm so wondering if you have an edge here because, you know, Tatis, we expect him to win it if he can continue to play and be healthy and continue to put up these great numbers. Right now, he's a minus 125 favorite to win the NL MVP. Uh, but again, I've heard things about, hey, this shoulder injury is worse than the previous times before. You're starting to get a little bit worried if you're a Padres backer here. So my question to you is, would you still ride Tatis minus 125 or did these three players interest you? Because I'm looking at at the odds there's only three guys close to Tatis who are below plus a thousand we have Max Muncy plus 400 uh, Muncy's having a good year 275 22 homers 62 ribbies uh, we also have uh, Turner here plus 400 Freddie Freeman uh, plus 700 would you still ride Tatis or do you think one of these guys Turner Muncy Freeman uh, could maybe interest you yeah, there's no way I could ride Tatis right now. I mean, it's a very similar situation what we had with Jacob deGrom with the Cy Young. You know, it's a guy who has not been healthy. I mean, obviously, when he's out there, he's extremely productive. But that shoulder, which they're saying that they need to stabilize in the offseason, could obviously go at any time. So there, there's no way that I would lay a price on him. Um, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, I really liked Ronald Acuna Jr. coming into the season. Obviously, he suffers the year-ending knee injury. Muncie... Turner, Freeman, you know, these are all guys that are having good years. I think if Atlanta makes that playoff push, I think it will give Freeman a little bit of a leg up in that race. But for Muncie, you know, having a great season, the problem is how many guys on that Dodgers team you have to share votes with? And also, <laughs> a guy that's quietly having another solid season is Mookie Betts. And Mookie Betts could very well put himself into that discussion as we go forward here, too. So, I think that's the challenging thing with the Dodgers is how many of those guys in that major market will wind up sharing votes and does that allow Freeman with maybe a little bit of East Coast bias to kind of sneak in? Because not only are you handicapping the players in the race, you're handicapping the voters and the human element in the race for these player awards. So that's something I think you want to keep in mind as well. We're speaking with sports betting analyst Adam Burke. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam, uh, I do want to get to the Cleveland game against Toronto because it's a big number, minus 200 uh, for Toronto, and nine and a half is the total in this game. Uh, going back to Monday, Josh and I, we saw a lot of big numbers. Uh, in fr for instance, uh, the Yankees, another big number, uh, fade um, uh, Harvey Day, I think it is today. But uh, what, how are you approaching these bigger numbers when it comes to baseball? Because I'm, I'm assuming that that's going to be the case for a number of teams as we head deeper and deeper into the second half. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to just sort of, you know, take a look at how the market traditionally goes. And traditionally speaking, after the month of April, over the last several years, big favorites have been really, really good bets. And it was something that I kind of thought about early in July, looking through everything and saying, you know what, I think it's going to be a really chalky rest of the season. With Toronto here today, I mean, look, the Indians battle. I mean, they scrap, they claw. They're not a very good team at all. They're mm really overperforming to be a team that's been hovering around 500 for a while. The thing about John Carlos Mejia is that he will show flashes. He will show signs of being pretty good. He struck out nine Astros over four and a third, four and two thirds in his start against Houston. But when he loses it, it happens quickly and it happens in very dramatic fashion. So if you don't want to lay the big numbers pre-flop, look for some in-game opportunities, kind of get a feel for when a pitcher is hitting the second time through the lineup kind of take a look and see, is that command profile starting to wane a little bit? And if that's the case, maybe you get a cheaper price live. Maybe the Indians score first 
in the top of the first inning against Steven Matz. Then maybe you get Toronto, you know, minus 160, minus 165 instead, something like that. So, so you don't always have to take a pregame position. You could definitely use live betting to your advantage, particularly if you've got these big favorites and starters like Mejia that you don't really trust to turn the lineup over two or three times. Adam, real quick, only about a minute left. Wish we could talk to you all day with this MLB slate, but just just your thoughts on Scherzer tonight. He's going to make his debut here with the Dodgers. Dodgers are a plus 300 favorite to win the World Series. They're really getting loaded up for another run here to defend their crown. Uh, Scherzer against Odorizzi. Dodgers lost last night. They opened like minus 195. They're up to around minus 210 now. Taking in some action here. We got a total of 8.5. Looks like it's going up possibly to 9, but just thoughts on Scherzer and if you got to play on tonight's game against the Astros. So typically, I don't like to lay the big favorite prices with a good offense on the underdog side, but tonight I think I'd have to. Odorizzi, 19 strikeouts last 30 and a third, no margin for error. I've got to think the Dodgers win tonight. Scherzer probably looks pretty good in the process. Adam Burke, always awesome sports betting analyst. Again, follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Thanks again, Adam. Absolutely, guys. Take care. You too. Uh, Josh Applebaum will give us a market update as well as a deep dive into the Atlanta Falcons. That's coming up next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.